well, uh, where to start? Quite a momentous week, obviously, and I've still got to talk about the holiday, which I failed to do miserably last week. Uh, so I probably won't get much done this week either if I'm limiting myself to 20 minutes. But um, the sun is sort of shining and I'm back in the window and staring at the neighbour without realising it was the neighbour. So more of that anon. Welcome to episode 71 of Mr. Bird Pods. Yes, I've just been, well, well, the new neighbour, who apparently is very nice, I am yet to meet. I saw her briefly out the window and she was putting a bin out or something. And then she's got this great big car that's parked right outside our window. So we've had to park our car on the other side of the road. Uh, anyway, that car hasn't moved for quite some time. And then it went this morning, so I thought, oh, she must have gone to work. So uh, anyway, it's back this afternoon. And then this woman was walking along the street just as I was setting up to record this. And I'm busy staring at her because I've never seen it before. And um, there's a cyclist in pink shorts. And, uh, and then I didn't realise it was her. So of course, I'm sitting in the window staring at her as she goes into her home. So that's a good start with that one. Um, yes, momentous news this morning. Well, I had a yoga class. That was quite momentous. Uh, back to the substitute teacher who always keeps me entertained. She was saying something about breathing and being calm during yoga, and she's got teenage children, so she has to have a calm breathing place to go to, which I thought was quite funny. Um, and uh, then I went for my run, and I didn't know I'd been knocked off, but apparently I had. I am back to being local legend, and uh, that's more important than the fact that Darren ran 20 miles with a... Uh, bad leg. My 5k local legend is far more important if he's listening to this. So that's that cheered me up no no end. The other momentous news is I've got a big blister on my the bottom of my big toe. Um, it's black as well. It's horrible. And I looked it up, and I, the first thing I came to on Google because I didn't want to do anything with it I shouldn't do uh, was basically when you've got cancer. <laughs> absolutely dreadful article that I read through and through and by the end of the article I just felt like it was the apocalypse basically then I went to the NHS website and it basically said they're absolutely fine don't worry about it so um I put a plaster on it and then the third momentous news uh I think there's other momentous news I might have forgotten anyway I don't know whether to say this or not because I don't want to it's not actually fully confirmed I may have a job uh starting in the third week of no October, which has sort of thrown me completely because I don't want to go back to work really, <laughs> but I do really want the money and the whole theatre world seems to be an absolute chaos, but um, literal absolute chaos because everyone seems to have left their jobs of any import in most of the theatres in the West End now. Um, so I did have a bit of a panic because it means working solidly through to February, which means no Christmas, no New Year. Uh, it's also Sundays, so it's uh, Tuesday to Sunday. And um, I just sort of couldn't face it. Sorry, someone's at the bins, which is what's making me a bit hesitant. Can't see who it is. And um, anyway, a uh, person I used to job share with, uh, I just talked to them about it and they said they'd be happy to do a bit of backup. They don't want to job share again, which is fair enough because I've got other things going on, but they'd be happy to back me up if I wanted uh, a few nights off or the odd night off here and there. That took uh, pressure off me 
uh, it's a theatre I know. It's the one, ironically, that uh, I managed to stay on the books for throughout the whole furlough period, despite having not worked for them for ages. And they're all lovely there, and it's a really complicated show, so I don't think I'll be reading a book, unfortunately. And it's two and a half hours, which is a bit of pain, but... but, but uh, it'll be money, and um, I'm getting, I'm psyching myself mentally into being positive about this, and going back to work. Um, so there we are. We'll just leave that as now because it's not 100%, but it's almost 100%. And then, um, and then yesterday, I did Bake Off. I did a late Bake Off. Uh, that was a very difficult day. That was five hours to make passion fruit eclairs. Uh, mini eclairs has to be said uh, it was actually all right it just takes forever but it's a very step-by-step bake-off so I'm quite happy with it until I got to making caramel I'm never making caramel again basically caramel I didn't realize is just melted sugar uh, melted sugar is very very hot and they said use some tweezers uh, melted sugar is very very hot and very very sticky so soon this is basically to put the top onto the eclair which is normally chocolate Soon as I dipped the eclair into said melted sugar caramel, very, very hot, it basically stuck to the bottom and the tweezers weren't strong enough to get it back out again. So I had to use my fingers and I now have burns. That's all I'm saying. Uh, also, uh, melted sugar caramel, as soon as it comes out of the pan, dries instantly into hardness. So uh, I had strings and strings of melted caramel going around the place uh, and it Basically, wasn't a very pleasant experience. I then managed to muddle up my uh, bags for the icing stuff, and you've got to basically inject um, the eclair with the filling. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I did manage it, and um, so by the time it got to the decoration, it was just I was just whacking the decoration on. Basically, I wasn't completely lost interest at that point. I shan't be doing a patisserie course in any way whatsoever. And although I didn't hate making it, it's just all a bit... They were very nice. That I actually got, I think I got the crisp outside and the soft inside very well. Um, they're those sort of things that you have if you go to posh hotel tea and you end up with cakes and all those mini cakes. It's the sort of thing that would turn up on that thing. Uh, personally, I just like a good homemade cake slab of. So... Um, Yes, a person walking past. Uh, so there we are. So I thought I'd better stop wittering on, actually, because I've got a lot to say, obviously, about a lot of things. And uh, i better get on. Now, anyone who is interested in where I went on my holiday, if they watch, um, it's on iPlayer, uh, Antiques Road Trip. Uh, they start in Denby, which is where we were very close to, uh, and basically go to quite a few places that we went to. I spent the whole holiday... Uh, regretting the fact we never went anywhere that had an antique shop to browse. Uh, all the places they went to on the television obviously had very big antique shops and we didn't see any of them, so I was very cross about that. Uh, but there we go. So, um, I, yes, did I, I did the whole saga of... Yes, we did the whole saga of the day. We set off very late and got there in the darkness. Uh, and that's a marvellous... Now I'm flicking through my book here, desperately trying to find record of the holiday because I wrote it all down specially and now I can't find it. I've got something on a lady shape there. I don't know what that's all about. Oh, here we are. Um, so, uh, yes, basically, uh, oh yeah, the, also uh, the stressful 
visit on the Thursday that I wasn't expecting with drive meant I was really tired and uh, messed up the cooking. I had a complete disaster with the cooking because uh, basically I cooked meals ahead for the first week and I forgot to put a baking sheet down on the uh, baking tray and all the food stuck to the baking tray. Let's just draw a veil over that. So we set off according to this at 2.50pm which was near enough our 11 o'clock start planned start uh, we got the charge car charge it was nice. actually it was fine it was a very nice route um we spent two hours charging the car uh and that was fine because we just had brakes uh, and it was very nice uh, of course we arrived in the dark about nine o'clock in sort of single track country lanes with very high hedgerows on either side where you couldn't see anyone or anything uh, especially when you don't know where you're going so that was all relatively easy and uh, then we had a lovely cottage. Uh, if this sounds like I'm reading, it is because I am reading. Uh, we had a lovely cottage. It was lovely, actually. It was absolutely beautiful. They're, they're, I have quibbles with it, but they're only minor quibbles. Um, the view out of the kitchen from the cooker, as mentioned, was absolutely stunning. And uh, there was a little outdoor area. There wasn't really a garden, but it was a little seated outdoor area. We had an extra room. We had two rooms, which was really nice, plus the uh, living room which had a television and a nice little kitchen and a laundry room. So it was all lovely. It was really, it was one of the nicest places I've ever stayed in and I would more than happily go back. Um, so that was all fine. And we had these absolutely stunning sunsets, which were like sunsets I've only really seen abroad, to be honest, where those sort of golden sun discs uh, would just slowly go down above the shoreline in the distance and the mountains and they were absolutely marvellous. Uh, for some reason on the Monday we drove through Real and Real is I think the most deprived uh, town in Europe. Um, they've put a lot of money into doing the seafront which frankly uh, as a, even, even if they'd made a good job of it would have been fairly depressing but they've actually not made a good job of it and they put no money into the community or and there's a lot there's been a lot of bbc about it because it's part it's under some scheme the government have got called leveling up which is to go to poor areas put lots of money in and level them up to uh higher levels i'm not quite sure what it means but obviously if you're just going to put a load of money into a seafront and not take any care of the social aspects or the education of the people that live there it's not going to be a great success so whether that will happen or not who knows but um i wasn't going to get out of the car and certainly wasn't getting out of the car at night let's just sit and there's the neighbor uh oh i know why she's going to collect her children and um yes it was grim and a real eye at and i'm actually quite glad we went i could have done without going through it twice at night we have to go through it again i don't know why the second night uh, but there we go um so uh that was real and um the next day we went to Bodrizen. my welsh is going very well actually i'm very pleased with my welsh i'm still doing it every day the next day we went to Bodrizen hall which was a beautiful uh medieval hall that then had additions to it and a beautiful uh, symmetrical extension by the Victorians which was so well done you couldn't actually tell the difference between that and the bit it was mir mirroring uh, and we went on a little guided well it was actually quite a big guided tour that was 
uh, different guide in each room. It's lived in by the same, pretty much the same family for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's wobbled around a bit with marriage uh, links and what have you. But um, it's very much a lived-in house. I think it's Lord Langford who isn't Bonnie's father. And um, yes, it was beautiful. The gardens were lovely. And I realised it was the first sort of big house, big visit we've done for probably nearly two years or something. Um, and I really enjoyed that. So it was nice. We had tea, of course. Uh, then on Wednesday, we drove over to Conway Castle. Now, I've been to all the Welsh castles when I was a child because my parents used to take us on holiday or take me on holiday to North Wales. And we used to stay on Holyhead, which is the island off Anglesey, which is the island off North Wales. And um, so I knew the castle. So it was quite interesting going as a uh, adult to a castle. Conway Castle is absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, it's quite funny, actually, uh, being with most people, tourists in uh, North Wales are from Liverpool uh, and Manchester. So it's sort of the northern crowds holiday destination. So um, it was quite funny just being surrounded by people with those sort of accents, which you don't normally hear from day to day at all. Uh, lots of tattoos I've never seen. And I'm not being snobby about this at all. I am literally uh, describing the fact that so many people do not just have one or two tattoos, they are absolutely covered in them. Um, and I sort of quite like it, actually. Um, I'm not a big fan of tattoos, but I, I actually got used to seeing it because so many people have got so many. I mean, whole arms, legs, backs covered in them. Um, I know everybody's got a tattoo nowadays, but well, I haven't. But um, I don't think any of my listeners have got Anyway, hands up, listeners, if any of you have got tattoos that you have with you. Um, anyway, uh, covered in them, that's all I'm saying. So that was interesting. Uh, Thursday 26, I've got was washing day, dot, dot, dot. And then I put shopping, but that got crossed out. That was obviously an exciting day. Uh, and then on the Friday, oh, well, now the big highlight of the holiday was driving to Machunkluth on the 27th. Now we stayed in an absolutely beautiful uh, B&B was stunning and I wish we'd actually been able to stay there another night but she was booked uh, with Eleanor. Eleanor I said I can't remember how I found I just found it on the internet it's a working farm uh, absolutely stunning views beautiful house uh, it had a piano that I didn't get a chance to play on it. Uh, Eleanor had written to me in Welsh having uh, heard that I'd said I was learning Welsh so I had to uh, translate that which didn't cause any problems, fortunately. Um, but she was very keen for me to keep my Welsh going. So most of my emails have been half Welsh, half English. And she had to not be there the first night because she was driving her daughter, ironically, back to St. Asaph, which was near where we were staying. So we were going in opposite directions. So um, we arrived without her to greet us, which was absolutely fine. This is when we saw the bar now. Now, I was, for reasons we don't need to go into, tired and grumpy. Uh, when we arrived and um, there was a barn owl just sitting on a post by the lane as we were tootling along. So we stopped and took photographs of it, both of us. I just presumed barn owls are common sight, so I didn't really get that excited about it. Uh, watch this space. So um, yes, yeah, so then that was all lovely and we met Eleanor in the morning for a rather nice breakfast and I had a nice long chat to her. Then we set off, and the reason, this is the reason we'd driven down to Machuncliffe, 
was we were going on the Falcon and Experience Wales wrap today with Yolo Williams. Now, Yolo Williams, uh, for those of you who don't know him, <clears throat> now one of my closest friends, obviously, um, and there is another person on this podcast that knows him, listener, uh, is the Welsh, obviously, the Welsh uh, presenter on... Obviously, the token watch presenters don't quite mean that on Spring Watch, Autumn Watch, Winter Watch. Um, and he was basically uh, taking us around for a day. We spent the morning on a minibus with him looking for uh, raptors, which are sort of uh, mostly, I got very, very excited about seeing a, um, not a kestrel, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, buzzard. I got overexcited about seeing a buzzard, and they're really common, and you just see them everywhere. Um, anyway, on the bus, for some reason, it was a minibus, uh, somebody mentioned the fact that we'd seen a bar now and got a photograph. Uh, the whole bus, I mean, there wasn't that many of us, but obviously they were all bird lovers, uh, couldn't get over this photograph. I wasn't able to show mine because there was no point at this point because the other one was obviously on display. Um, never had so many people ooing and ahhing and saying what a fantastic, marvellous photograph that was. Mine was actually better. Mine photographs are a better quality. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. Uh, Yolo Williams kept saying it was cracking, uh, which is about high praises you get from him, a cracking photo. Uh, and one man actually came up and thanked the person who took the photograph for sharing it with them. At this point, I was really quite bitter about the whole experience. But there we are. I'm, I'm over it now, obviously. So, um, yeah, so we went, the morning was that. And then we had a lovely lunch and Yolo came and sat on our table. So uh, we had a nice lovely chat to him. He was very, very worried about me, very concerned about the fact I'd lost my job and didn't have any in the theatre. And he was so sweet. He was a really, really nice man. And then in the afternoon, we went to the centre. If anyone's seen Instagram, you've got pictures of me with my red kite on my arm. And ab did I have a bar? Yeah, I think I had a barn owl on my arm. Uh, the one I didn't go for was the vulture because it was just huge and one woman couldn't keep her arm. She just wasn't strong enough to hold it because you have to keep your arms out straight with a big gauntlet on. Um, doing the, We couldn't fly them because the birds uh, have not been used to people with lockdown. They've been, I have to say, this is the most amazing place. It's just small. It's run by two utterly dedicated people. Um whose names of course I can't remember Barry and oh, I can't remember his wife's name they were so lovely she could talk for Britain I mean I've never heard anyone talk so much her knowledge of what she was talking about was phenomenal the care for these birds is just absolutely extraordinary they spend so much time learning about them so they absolutely know what the birds want what they need how to look after them this is this place this is definitely the birds come before the um, visitors uh, and they're struggling for money because I don't think they make a lot of money. So they're actually going to have to move. Uh, they were so passionate and just awesome people. I don't like using the word awesome, but they were. And um, they were amazing. So if anyone is ever in that area, uh, I, I hope I hope they have got somewhere. They, they were hoping to have got somewhere new to take the birds to um near Aberystwyth but I'm not sure what's come of that I must email them and find out but um they were amazing and the birds were absolutely amazing and um it was just it was one of the highlights of my life to be able to have these birds on my arm 
just looking at you. They are just extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary things. So um, on that highlight note, I think we're coming up to 20 minutes. Um, what did we do? Uh, oh, and then in the evening, Yolik gave a talk uh, basically about how the birds are endangered and uh, talking about each one. And it was lovely. It was a fabulous day. Um, and one I shall always remember. Uh, I've worn myself out now talking about that, reliving the excitement of it. Um, it just seems so long ago, and actually it wasn't really. I don't think the rest of the week was that exciting. Well, it, no, it was actually. It was quite exciting. Uh, haven't got anything else immediate to say. We went to see Bach and Sons at the Bridge Theatre with Sam Russell Beale, which was absolutely brilliant um, and was the first really big play that got me so glad to be back in the theatre. Um, yeah, it was it was it was fantastic. So that was that was good. And then I did Bake Off. Um, oh, and, and a bit, I had to do a bit of driving on my own because I've decided I'm going to drive up to the course in Yorkshire because it's basically not that far off the A1 and I'm completely used to driving up the A1. So if I'm, not, if I'm on my own, I can drive up the A1, that'd be fine. Um, I think that's all. I'm going to stop. I'm getting a bit tired and I've got other things to do. Uh, so, um, yes, that's week one of the uh, Threading Holiday. Uh, so life is actually quite exciting at the moment, a bit scary, but uh, exciting and scary. Um, and the road's been very quiet, actually. Too quiet. Anyway, I'm going to go. I'm waffling. Thank you for listening. <laughs>